welcome to the Life of Learning podcast. I'm Justus Frank, and today is a wee segment that I'm going to call um, the Dustbin of History, and this is on the word management. And the reason why um, I am exploring this is because recently I read a book called Drive by Daniel H. Pink, and in it he makes uh, this, this statement. Perhaps it's time to toss the very word management into the linguistic ash heap alongside icebox and horseless carriage. This era doesn't need call for better management. It calls for a renaissance of self-direction. And um, so yeah, linguistic ash heap, uh, dustbin of history, um, is all kind of similar type um, words in terms of things that have lost their usefulness. And um, management seems to be quite possibly one of those words, and I, I want to explore that. So Daniel H. Pink makes these comments. He says, we forget sometimes that management does not emanate from nature. It's not like a tree or a river. It's, it's like a television or a bicycle. It's, it's something that humans invented. Really, another word for management is control. And it is control and management is something that, that humans do seek to do and do seek to impose on the world. But is um, management of other people really in sync uh, with human nature itself? So um, Pink goes on to say the idea of management, that is management of people rather than management of, say, a supply chain, is built on certain assumptions about the basic natures of those being managed. It presumes that to take action or move forward, we need a prod, that absent a reward or a punishment, would remain happily and inertly in place. It also presumes that once people do get moving, they need direction, that without a firm and reliable guide, they'd wonder. But is that really our fundamental nature? Or to use yet another computer metaphor, is that our default setting? When we enter the world, are we wired to be passive and inert, or are we wired to be active and engaged? And he goes on to say that he's convinced that it's the latter, that in fact, we come into this world being uh, being wired and we are active and engaged and we do not just stay uh, um, inert. Um, that is not our natural state um, to be inert and to not learn and not to grow and not to do something and not to be self-directed, to be curious and all those things. Um, as he points out, you know, we, we never see a baby or a young toddler um, who's not curious about their world, who's not um, self-directed and so it's more of a case well why do we lose these things as we become older it's not that we that we start this way and you know this is also everything that comes into into the way that we do uh, school and, and and we think about education we think about in many many people's minds there's this thought that we need to make children learn um, that it's our place to, as adults, to make children learn because otherwise they wouldn't learn anything. They wouldn't want to learn. And this notion is completely debunked by the science that is out there. Um, there's no evidence to, for this sort of thought at all, that, that we come into this world and if no one was showing us anything and no one was making us learn things, that we would be completely... And that no one, if no one was stimulating us and and all this sort of thing, that we would remain completely inert and we wouldn't be curious about our world. No, we come into this world, we're born curious people, 
and we want to do things we want to be active and so this need to manage or to uh to push people along to try and get them to do things you know that's that's not a natural state uh we want to do things and that if you're having to use rewards and punishments and all sorts of things like that you you're you've gone about it the wrong way um and so that's why i do think there is some power a powerful notion in terms of throwing the word management into the dustbin of history when it comes to um when it come when it refers to people anyway another really fantastic book is uh, this one by peter gray called free to learn and in it he um mentions a bit about like where we sort of also get some of these ideas of control from back in the day we of course were sort of more uh, tribal and hunter-gatherer type things and then eventually humans became more agricultural and Peter Gray makes the point that with ag agriculture humans began to extend the idea of control over nature to other aspects of the natural world including children and you can see this in our notions of childcare and education uh, which are found on agricultural metaphors we speak of raising children just as we speak of raising chickens or tomatoes we speak of training children just as we speak of training horses our manner of talking and thinking about parenting suggests that we own our children much as we do our much as we own our domesticated plants and livestock and that we control how they grow and behave and so we've got this this urge to control within us as, as human beings which is fine when, when we're doing it over general nature over plants and, and those sorts of things uh, we're trying to control our environment obviously to stay alive but when we extend this control to human beings that starts to become uh, a bit of a problem as i said we have this drive within us that we feel that it's a, a part of an adult's responsibility to make children learn certain um, aspects of the culture um, whether or not the children want to learn those things or not peter gray also points out that just as children come into the world with instinct drives to eat and drink what they must to survive they come into the world with instinct drives to educate themselves to learn what they must to become effective members of the culture around them and thereby to survive those instinct drives broadly construed are curiosity playfulness and sociability natural selection works largely by building upon and modifying structures and instincts that are already present all mammals are to some degree curious playful and sociable but in our species these traits have been greatly expanded and shaped in ways that suit our unique educative needs and you know this is the thing we are curious and we don't need people to actually force curious curiosity upon us but then of course the question becomes why do we feel that we need this management why why are people so so lacking in enthusiasm and drive and i would say that we that perhaps the answer is in the fact that we stymie this curiosity that is within human beings that we are naturally born with um and that actually we need to return to to letting people explore their curiosity and to embrace their curiosity 
um, rather than trying to force them into obedience and being under a system of management. So those are my thoughts around that. I hope you uh, found that thoughtful as well. And um, again, I'd encourage uh, you reading both of those books that I've mentioned in this podcast. And yeah, I hope to talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.